Hey everyone, this is Rizzly Bears, and you're listening to the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. We have an exciting episode to bring to you because we have a new co-host on the podcast tonight. Please welcome the two-time reigning fantasy football champion, Holy Rollers. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's uh, wonderful being on here. I can only hope to follow in the footsteps of my amazing predecessors, Brandon and Tyler. Uh, They did a great job, but uh, new sheriff in town this week. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. Ben, what are you going to do differently to change your 0-2 start? Because you are, in fantasy football terms, having a Super Bowl hangover right now. Oh, it is a definite Super Bowl hangover. In fact, I like to call it the brain fog of victory. Um, that's kind of what's going on uh, in my world. So, you know, I've just, I've just had some of the guys, they've been, uh, they've been taking it easy. And so it's time to, time to whip, in, whip them into shape. Uh, I know last year uh, the holy water really worked well. And so we're going to have to have those guys come into confession and uh, get, get things right. It's time to go. Is the new shiny, shimmering new fantasy football stadium affecting your players at all this season? You know, uh, uh, there's a good good likelihood of that. I know the rings are weighing them down, that's for sure. It <laughs> uh, must be hard to have to wear a ring on each hand, uh, although we do still have to chase down the GOAT, who currently has three rings. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I think somebody eventually will catch him. Um, but we're excited for another year of fantasy football, and thanks again for joining the show. You bet. Let's go. Ben, we're going to start off here with the waiver wire with the whiff of the week. Now, Ben, have you ever gone to the store and spent money at the till and forgot your things that you've purchased and never went back to get them? Have you ever done that before? Oh, my goodness. That that sounds really embarrassing. I mean, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all, which that definitely happened this week when Ranger Danger added Taysom Hill for $13. And Hill didn't even spend two hours on his roster. Ben, do you think Dan thought he was placing a bit on Tyreek Hill instead of Taysom Hill? Oh, now that that's a distinct possibility. I mean, Dan was definitely catching a whiff of something uh, on that. But, you know, I, I actually have a, a, a speculation on this. What I think happened is Dan picked up Taysom Hill, rightly so. And he quickly found out that Lund actually is a big sponsor of Taysom Hill. And so uh, once he found that out, it was definitely a, it's not me, it's you kind of a breakup. So I think that's what happened. A conflict of interest is what Dan weighed on that one, which definitely cost him the $13. But we'll get into waiver wires later, but he's definitely still chasing after his new shiny tight end in his shiny new boat. Um, we'll see what happens here uh, with with Dan in the tight end spot. This week, though, during the biggest bench blunder of the week, actually, because you joined the, the podcast that I've been, we have to point out that the biggest bench blunder this week was actually you leaving Christian Kirk on the bench, spent, uh, scoring 22.8 points against Indy. And then actually the honorable mention, lo and behold, is myself, who had Mike Williams on the bench, he scored 22.3 points against the Chiefs. Ben, my reason for leaving Mike Williams on the bench was I did not know Keenan Allen was out on Thursday night, which is definitely a coaching uh, wrong on my end. Ben, what was your reason for le- leaving Christian Kirk on your bench this week? 
Yeah, I was curious about that for you. I, that was a question I had for you, Mr. Co-host. Was uh, maybe you weren't aware of Allen, but uh, clearly that was the case. Uh, you know, my situation, the pickup was entirely defensive. I noticed that there was a few receivers that uh, were pretty good uh, still on the waiver wire list, and so I had no intention of playing whoever it was I was going to pick up. And so I picked up purely as a defensive uh, move, and uh, I, in hindsight, Matt Ryan completely laid an egg and let me down. And so that's, uh, that's who I would have swapped had I swapped somebody. So you've seen Christian Kirk now score 15.7 points in week one, 22.8 points in week two. Do you have any reason to start him in week three against the Chargers? You know, I'll have to weigh him against my newest uh, addition, which I know we'll get to in a second here. So uh, it's, uh, he's definitely in the running. Well, unfortunately, both of us were on the biggest bench, bench blunder of the week. Hopefully, we get uh, away from that this week. But let's talk about last night's waiver wires. We saw quite a few bids come on uh, through the waiver wire. The most sought-after player was Jimmy Garoppolo, who was won by you, Ben, uh, spending $16. You ended up dropping Matt Ryan. Ben, even after two weeks, did you see enough from Matt Ryan? I mean, you obviously did see enough from Matt Ryan to, to make you want to make that quarterback change. You know, I thought it was a risky move in the first place. Uh, Indy's a pretty run-heavy team with Jonathan Taylor. And, uh, you know, especially with Pittman out last week, they just did not look good. And Matt Ryan did not look good. And so, uh, you know, I was feeling desperate, 0-2, not scoring many points. Uh, and so I figured let's let's uh, spend big, get some dollars on the table, and uh, put my big boy pants on. And so that's what I did. Knowing that Corey was going to need a quarterback after losing Trey Lance, your number one pick was Jimmy Garoppolo. Were you confident in putting $16 on him? How, how did you come up with that dollar amount? Well, you know, I, I didn't want to go over the top here because I do anticipate that there's going to be some uh, gems on the waiver wire in the coming weeks. Uh, but, you know, what I did do, actually, is I put Jimmy G as my first option at 16 but Marcus Mariota was always also on the waiver wire, and I would have been at peace with getting him too, and so I figured if I can't land Jimmy G, I'll try to land Marcus for the same price point. Right. So you did bid 16 on Marcus Mariota, which obviously you didn't get him because your first pick was Jimmy G. Corey ended up getting Jared Goff for $12. The next biggest spender was Dan getting a wide receiver from the New York Jets, Garrett Wilson. Ben, anything else stand out to you on the waiver wire last night? You know, I, yeah, there was a couple couple things that I made note of. I, you know, I really, I really questioned the Goff deal. Uh, you know, uh, Goff is just off. I don't know what. Uh, and and as far as uh, I'm going to call him the Big Russ because uh, Russell Wilson is on his team and no longer Lamar Jackson. But uh, Big Russ is, is is in the quarterback hurt bag, as am I. But uh, uh, Russ has been rusty, and so I don't know. Maybe Goff can turn it around. Uh, I've got my questions there. You know, I did also notice that Ranger Danger, he was busy on the waiver wire. He was trying to reel in the trophy walleye there. But I think he's going to get burned uh, on one particular uh, pick, and that was Marcus Williams for $2. Uh, If you recall, Jeff, Marcus Williams was on the wrong end of the Minneapolis Miracle. And in order to pick him up, Dan dumps Eric Kendricks. Uh, and so I'm wondering, did he think that he was picking up NDSU quarterback Marcus Williams? Or I'm just confused by that move. All Dan does, this is what he does. He goes under to add a player. He clicks on defensive players. He clicks the score filter. And whoever scores the most points from the previous week, he adds. It's it's just like we know Dan's strategy on this. He does this every week. He did this last week. Um he, he just does it all the time. So my, my theory is whoever 
again, whoever scores the most points in week three from a defensive perspective, who's on the waiver wire, that's who's Dan, Dan's going to go after. Um, we also, though, saw Dan go after another tight end this week. He didn't like Taysom Hill. His pickup from last week was Tyler Higby from the Rams. He then goes and chases another Rams tight end, Gerald Everett. Ben, do you think Dan will ever find peace in his tight end spot? You know, it's a, it, can be a, it can be a broken heart world out there if you're a tight end. So uh, clearly Ranger Danger has some very high standards uh, for who his tight end is going to be. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can find the one that will check all the boxes for him. If he likes it, he can put a ring on it, I guess. <laughs> Currently the biggest and best tight end, according to ESPN, all ESPN league formats, the highest rostered tight end free agent in our league is uh, Buffalo tight end Dawson Knox, who I believe was on Matt's team last year, um, somebody's team, uh, maybe it was Darren. Um, but he currently, he averages, let's see, he only averages 3.6 points this season. He has a, uh, off to a rough start, um, scoring one point in week one and six points in week two. However, he does have specific targeted, um, a good quarterback in, in Josh Allen. So we'll see, um, we'll see kind of what comes out with that. One thing that I thought of uh, looking at the waiver wire transaction was that Tyler dropped Ezekiel Elliott. What was he thinking? Yeah, Zeke's had a rough start to the year too, but I was reading about this too the other day because I, I noticed that and what they had shared was while Zeke was getting enough carries, I think he got 15 carries last week, Pollard has been their main out of the backfield catching threat. And so I think Pollard is in the way of, of some potential Zeke time. It probably hurts having Dak out too. Zeke's getting older, uh, maybe not a lot of tread left on the tires. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I actually am okay with that drop. Uh, he's, he's been a questionable player so far. Two weeks ago, we saw Corey go after four running backs. Is there any chance that Corey goes after Zeke tonight? Yeah, you know, I'd say there's a high chance. I think Corey's a man who takes good advice. And since he's a, since he's a good listener, uh, an avid listener of this show, I think he trusts his brother-in-law. I, I could see him going after Zeke tonight. I've noticed, too, that Darren has yet to make a transaction. He currently sits at one and one, is in sixth place for the most points scored on the season. What do you think is Darren's process going through the first few weeks of the season? Yes, I think Darren has, uh, I think one of the things that he learned last year uh, in playing me a third time and losing was that my approach is better. So I think he's taking a page out of my book of, of wait and see. My draft strategy is to kind of wait and see. And I think that's what Darren's doing. He's learning his lesson from former champions uh, and just trying to figure, follow in their footsteps. And so I think I can only imagine Darren's trying to emulate uh, my strategy. And I, I guess I'm honored by that. That's a very humbling thing. So. That's a very good, that's a good, very good take. I did not think of that. Um, so Darren, if you are listening, if you are doing that, we have already sniffed you out for that end. So thanks Ben for the updates on that. Let's look through the money updates. Uh, Dan with $5 was the week one highest scorer. The week two high scorer was Matt winning $5. Matt, welcome to the 200 point club. Uh, ben, nobody has ever uh, yet beaten your uh, all-time scoring record of 221.15 points. Uh, Matt's, in, Matt's 200 point was the eighth instance that a team in our league has scored more than 200 points. Um, just also want to point out, too, as we're picking on Darren, Darren, to remind you all, he has the lowest score in fantasy football league history. He scored 34 points in week six in 2011. I know we've changed a little bit of structure on who starts and having two quarterbacks since then. 
Um, but Ben, as you go through the list of teams who are, who have not um, hit 200, do you have a team in, in mind that is set to achieve the 200 point club either this year or in the years coming? Yeah. You know, one thing that did stand out to me about that list was that Brandon, I think uh, had over 200 points twice in the same year, twice in the same year. He did. That is quite impressive. I don't know that this year is going to be the case uh, for Brandon. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, a couple of the people that stood out to me that I thought could make it, maybe even break it this year. Uh, Dan is a really solid team. Uh, I like his quarterback combination. Uh, TK, he's got a pretty loaded team. His team, he's got a lot of guys that could just absolutely go off and Cooper Cup and Josh Allen, Joe, Joe Burrow, Michael Thomas could catch a few touchdowns in there. Uh, so I could see either of those guys going over it this year. Yeah, Dan, even though Matt had two, over 200 points last week, Dan is only uh, about 10 points behind Matt for the total points scored this last, uh, for the total for the season. Um, Dan has yet to hit the 200 point club. The next person on the list would be uh, myself. I'm in fourth uh, scoring for 283 points. I'm 40 points behind Matt. And then Vaughn sits behind me at 270. Speaking of Vaughn, Ben, both you and Vaughn are 0-2. Which team do you think is going to break the streak of, of losses this year? You or him first? Oh, you know, I, I have to go with myself first. Uh, but as I do look at Vaughn's team, I noticed that he took the age route. So he's got a lot of wily veterans on his team that their bodies could start breaking down or maybe they're past their prime. And so I, I feel like he might have a t- his team might have a tougher time uh, getting the, the joints uh, lubricated up here, ready to go. Well, if you're going to break the streak, Ben, at week three, that means you're going to have to go through myself uh, being 2-0. and um, If you want to take a look at that matchup right now, currently you are projected to beat me by two points. Are you set on your, on your starting lineup here as you look here? Are you pretty confident in your starting lineup this week? Uh, you know, that's uh, that, that's uh, really special information for me to know and for you to find out, Grizzly Bears. You'll have to hear my roar <laughs> in a few days. <laughs> I was kind of bummed that you got Jimmy Garoppolo because I, if you notice, I placed a bid on Jimmy Garoppolo for $4. I kind of knew I wasn't going to get him. Um, I didn't think you would bid on him. I should have looked and seen which teams were going to drop a quarterback. Um, I did spend a lot of money in week one, and so that was partially why I did not spend money in week two. I really want to average that out. However, it'll be interesting to see if the difference between my Jimmy Garoppolo and hence would have been your Marcus Mariota, um, if you wouldn't have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo, would be the difference here in the, in the starting lineup here. So it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. And hopefully uh, we'll have a good matchup here. So going through the matchups here, Ben, um, Last week, Brandon, he was an overall record of three and two. I myself was also the record of three and two. You are going to pick yourself, obviously, uh, beating me in week three. And I'm going to pick myself beating you. I I think my key here is I've got Jalen Hurts. Um, And as frustrating as it was for the Vikings to lose on Monday night, it was really fun to watch Jalen Hurts uh, run up a few points. Ben, who do you have winning between touchdown crew and red zone? Yeah, you know, I was going to try to go the approach of which was the tougher mascot as far as who would win, but I, I'm going to scrap that approach. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think the TK's team has got a really strong uh, 
one-two punch with Allen and Cup. I think that's going to be there for him at all times. I also see Burrow finding his way this week. He's had a rough start to the season, but that guy is an MVP candidate. I think Vaughn's best hope is that uh, Tyreek Hill goes off again. But even still, I'm taking the TK in this one. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Vaughn's got a pretty good team. However, Tyler has so many players on his roster that can go off. And Joe Burrow has yet to do that. He plays at the Jets Sunday at noon. I think Joe Burrow, the combination between Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, and Joe Burrow, I think those three guys alone are going are gonna to set TK off for a really good week in week two. So I take TK, touchdown crew over red zone as well. Ben, what do you see in the matchup between the Cleveland Browns versus Big Trust? Well, as I mentioned before, I think Big Trust has uh, some quarterback issues, like I do myself. Uh, the thing that stands out for me about Matt's team is that I think he's got one of the sl- early sleeper pickups of the year in in St. Brown, Detroit's receiver. That guy has been on a tear these two weeks. Combine that with Lamar Jackson and Stephon Diggs, I can't turn down the Cleveland Browns stomping the victory this week. Matt's got a really good team. Matt also has yet to win a fantasy football championship. Between Lamar Jackson, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Rodgers, who's still kind of hanging around, he's got a really good team going. Um, I will I will play the opposite side here um, because Christian McCaffrey also has yet to go off. George Kittle hopefully starts on Sunday night. I'm going to actually take big trust in the uh, matchup versus the Cleveland Browns. Ben, which leads us to our next matchup of no punt intended – versus the GOAT, the Battle of South Dakota. Ben, who do you see winning this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to have to wait and see about uh, how Justin Herbert's ribs are doing. They've been a little sore, and so I think he'll still play. Might be impacted somewhat. You know, honestly, in my pick for this, I, I'm kind of salty about a rumor I heard, a little birdie telling me, telling me that the GOAT was upset that I was ranked ahead of him in a early season matchup. So I'm still feeling a little salty, a little hurt about that. So I'm going no pun intended on this one. No pun intended with the win for Ben. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to take a look at this. <clears throat> I, the issue I have here with the GOAT is that he's got two quarterbacks, um, one being Justin Herbert and one being Jameis Winston, who right now are just, I'm just unsure of. One, you know, you brought up the rib issue with Justin Herbert. Jonathan Taylor, though, has yet to go off this year, and Delvin Cook's been kind of sitting there. Um, I think the, the Lions, I think, are one of the worst teams against the run. Brandon, I really don't like his quarterback situation. I really don't like Derek Carr, and I really don't like Trevor Lawrence. Um, so as much as I, uh, you know, want to pick a little different here, I'm actually going to go with the GOAT. I do believe that Darren's quarterback situation is better. However, it'll be interesting to see if Justin Herbert even plays. So I'm going to pick the GOAT on this. Ben, that leads us to the game of the week. We have Ranger Danger versus Stafford Infection. Ben, break us down on this matchup. Yeah, you know, I think Dan has one of the strongest teams in our league right now uh, with his combination of Mahomes and Tua as quarterback and Strong receiver in Devontae Adams. Saquon has been back this year. Uh, week one was strong for him. You know, I just don't know how Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz can match up with some of that firepower. And so I've got to roll with the Ranger Danger this week. Ben, do you think it's interesting that Dan added Gerald Everett this week along with keeping Tyler Higby? I mean, is he going to have one of these things where he keeps one and his 
50-50 guess of which one goes better is going to end up hurting him in the long run? Yeah, that's a that's a great great question. Uh, yeah, it could. Uh, you know, I I think I think he's I think he's feeling good with where he's at. Let's see here. Every time I pick against Dan, he wins. And obviously, he's my father-in-law. I love him very much. He's a great guy. So last week when I picked against him, he he called me out when he came over to my house the other night. And so this week, I'm gonna actually pick Ranger Danger uh, to win just to see if this works out so if i pick ranger danger technically he's supposed to lose um which you're also picking ranger danger the thing about dan though he does have a good team all honesty he's got two good quarterbacks in mahomes and tua he's got a strong running back in saquon barkley he's got good wide receivers in Devonte adams even deandre swift in his flex and he still has aj brown on his bench um, he's got a very he's got a very strong team then we've kind of talked about a little bit looking through each matchup but if you look at the teams now, just looking at the quarterback situation, we've had a few teams have injured quarterbacks. Now through week two, we're starting to kind of see a few break away from the pack here. But if you look at each team's quarterback situation, which teams do you see are, are, are set the best and which teams do you think are, are set the worst come coming the quarterback situation? Yeah, I think uh, my top three, uh, number three, Jeff, I'd have to say your team's looking pretty good. I know Dak is hurt, but uh, upon Dak's return, you've got a potential MVP, early MVP candidate in Hurts to go along with Dak. And so that's a pretty powerful NFC East matchup to go there. Uh, Second place, I would put Ranger Danger with the Tua Patrick Mahomes combo. That's been really strong. But my top quarterback duo that is currently TK, he's got Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, two young guns who are just ready to sling it. And so that's been really strong. Uh, on the weak side, I'd put myself in that category. I think Corey uh, has got a weaker quarterback situation, as does Stafford infection. Kirk and Carson, ouch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, you know, Corey did have good thinking when he drafted Russell Wilson. However, man, Russell Wilson, can you cook anything? I mean, seriously, the guy has done nothing this year for fantasy, but he's got another tough matchup against San Francisco on Sunday night. It'll be fun to watch him solo. Um, my best here, I actually ranked myself third as well. Um, I do think that once Dak comes back, I think the him between Jalen Hurts, if you think about it, Dak I mean, even if he gets 20, 20 points, I mean, that's better than half all the guys that are currently on the waiver wire and, on, you know, and half the teams, you know, like Russell Wilson or um, so, some of these guys who aren't getting that many. Second place, I actually have Matt. Uh, between Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, I think they both can, they, they can piggyback off each other, like where, where one has a good week, the other one just needs an average week. And I think both of them can kind of flip-flop on each other with that. This week, though, they both have two tough matchups against defenses, um, so they may not do that this week. But moving forward, I think I think Matt actually has a, a really good spot in that. And then my number one, too, um, I think is TK, which you had as well. So Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, those two guys are solid. Those guys could be one-two total for the season um, if they all go out. So um, worst quarterback situations, I actually have – uh, Brandon is as uh, number three between Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is a complete joke in, a, in all honesty. Um, Football, Fabio. <laughs> he's got, I mean, he barely broke 20 points last week against the Colts. 
Um, he's he's definitely in a in a in a bad spot. Corey, I have number two. Um, you know, having Russell Wilson and Jared Goff, I think Corey's going to be chasing quarterbacks the whole year. Um, I really don't think he's going to like Russ, even though I think he's going to be stuck having him because to drop him would be kind of crazy. Um, and then I think Sam too. He's he ranks up there as well with, you know, Kirk's okay, but Carson Wentz. I, I know he's done quite a. He's he's actually the currently the fifth quarterback right now. I just think long term, I don't think he can sustain that. I hope he does. Um, I just think he has way too many turnovers, and he's been taking a few too many hits lately. Um, I think that actually bodes out for him in the end. Yeah, Sam does have a good excuse. He can easily claim that Aaron drafted his quarterbacks for him, and we wouldn't be any the wiser. So, no. Ben, any last thoughts? Uh, any other things you want to talk about on the podcast tonight before we end the show? You know, it's just so fun to be back in the groove of weekly football and fantasy. I've missed this. This has been a big part of my life over the last couple of years. And so uh, it's just wonderful to have this back. And, and I'm with you. Let's, uh, let's increase the viewership, uh, let other people in on the gold. And uh, who knows? You know, we might find ourselves in the big time someday. Share this with all your friends. Share this with your husband. Share this with your wives. Everybody you know. Um, be lots of fun. So, Ben, thank you. I would say good luck in the, your matchup this week, but you play me. So, uh, all the best to you. To you as well. <laughs>